I don't. Ha- I don't have any. I don't have any hand sanitizer. What is up? Hey, how you doing? I touched a clothy substance. Yes, guys, we have got an awesome show today. Is National Purple Heart National Day? National Purple Heart Day. Purple Heart. Purple. Purple Heart. National Day. Purple Heart Day. Yes. Yes. We've got great news coming up for you. Ton of great news. Ton of great news coming up. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Our producer Macy's on top of her game. It's okay. She covered her faces for a second. It's okay. Yeah, she did well. She did good. Uh, it's National Purple Heart Day. Yes. We've got stories about Alzheimer's uh, drugs that are just killing it right now. It's good. They found a way to explode the, the plaque, and it gets so technical in your brain, which causes all the negative side effects right. of, of, of Alzheimer's. Wait, um, what are those again? I forget. What? Plaque? No. Brain? That was, that was a joke about <laughs> Alzheimer's. Oh. <laughs> You know, you so, yeah, things. so we're yes. going to get into that. This, yes. this is awesome. Uh, we've got uh, a guy who was gifted a piano, a $3,000 piano, just because he played well. Right. I got a, I got a kid who was uh, gifted a leaf blower because his was stolen. It, I, it, I got, we got great people doing great yeah. things out there. And we've got Chad. Right. We've got Gunnery yep. Sergeant Chad Lachance. This show is going to be a little bit deeper than a lot of our shows in the past um, because we're getting into... A subject that has a lot of weight to it, a lot right. of gravity to it. A lot right. of people suffer with PTSD, uh, anxiety, depression. Um, and if that's you, this show is for you. If right. it's not, but you know somebody who might be going through this, then tag them. Let them know, hey, this you might want to check this one out. Um, share the show. We hear the clicks coming in, which means you are commenting. We love you guys. Hang that's on it. tight. Here's the intro. Let's go. Beyond Limits Films present. A positive, motivating, real news, fun, interactive, prize winning, gift giving podcast. Start your mornings with the guys. Welcome to Beyond Limits. We started the week with a hurricane. Yes, we did. Yes. How did you fare out? Pretty good. Well, okay. So yeah. it went. It was. If you're in eastern North, if you're in North Carolina, especially eastern North Carolina, then you may or may not have even noticed that we had. Well, so the only hurricane. thing normal this year is a hurricane, right? Nobody cared, <laughs> right? Like the eye went over Greenville, and everybody's like, "Oh, we had a hurricane last night." Right. Right. The grocery stores had all <laughs> the bread and milk. And it, eggs. It was great. It was nobody freaked out. Right. It was they were like, Hey, did you realize that the eye went over us last night? Yeah. And I was like, Well, yeah, I did. So it was b- bottle of water from Jared. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. It's I, great. Yeah. He can catch it. So you can probably throw it next time. I wouldn't though. It'd knock the green screen down and all oh. the smoke and mirrors would go away. Oh, we don't want that like, we don't oh, want that to happen. Know. This is magic. So it's like we went to bed Paisley, because my daughter Paisley, I took her outside and I was like well, this is a hurricane, but like the wind wasn't blowing. Right. It was at eight thirty. No wind. Oh, it hadn't even gotten here yet. Really. Nothing. Right. right. It was fast mover. She goes, "Is the hurricane over there?" And you know, she's pointing. You know, you don't get it yet. I was like, "Yeah, I guess so," because it ain't nothing. Right. And then at two thirty, man, like it was like, oh, like yeah. it was it was on. Yes. It was on like Donkey Kong. It was. And uh, so I went outside and I pulled it up on the map and I was like, "Oh, they're like the the eye is going through West Greenville right, right. now." Oh yeah. Wow, well, I guess um, you know you heard, heard about that uh, tornado up in Bertie County. 
that I saw some of the news, yeah, right. on it. So just you know, keep your thoughts and prayers with them, and hopefully they recover quickly. Yeah, but it was, was pretty devastating up there. And well, then yeah. it was gone. You woke up in the morning, right. and it was normal. It was right. calm again. Oh yeah, fast hurricane. Very fast hurricane. Which we've had hurricanes stick around for a couple of days. So that was Matthew, right? And the one that went through South Carolina that flooded us, right? And we've had some that have done double backs on us before too. You're, you know? Yeah, a lot. So. You know, a lot of them do that. They right. go up and then go out to like Bermuda area and come right back in. Yeah. Right. Double backs. Double backs. Very knowledgeable in the hurricane arena. Well, you know, you live in East North Carolina for a long time. You see quite a few. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It just happens. It does. Hurricanes. So. Natural. Yeah. But anyways. It's good to see you too. Tim, uh, today is National Purple Heart Day. Yes, and it is. And our guest today we're excited about. Um, we're going to get into that in just a little bit. So, National Purple Heart Day. Here's some Purple Heart facts. Yes. Purple Heart Day on August 7th commemorates the creation of the oldest... American military decoration for military merit. Nice. General George Washington, also president. Yes. He was. created the badge of merit in 1782. Washington intended the honor to be presented, uh, presented to soldiers for any singularly meritorious action. As you can see up here. As you can see up here. That's a good Vanna White. Yeah, it was. Like I that. felt. Yeah, I, that's where I, then when I went there mentally, it was of her. I right. Was, I mean, you have to. Beep. Any type of like displaying something on a screen. Right? I wonder if kids Vanna even White. understand what we're talking about. Macy second her head. You know yes. what Vanna White is? How I, about, I don't even. How about Jared? Is Jared shaking his head? His I head say yes? Vanna White. Do you know what we're talking? He's on a 14 second delay, oh, okay, so we yeah. got to wait because he's on the Facebook side of things. He's kind of slowly. He's shaking shake, his head. Okay, yes. All right. He knows right. what Vanna White is. There That's awesome. So the purple uh, heart, as you can see up here, uh, displays that is George Washington, a bust of George Washington. A bust. Bust. Awesome. I always wonder where that word came. Anyway, a sculpture. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In 1944, the requirements limited the award to only those wounded or killed in combat. Right. So it's very rare. It's one of the rarest right. uh, awards that you can get now nowadays. Uh, one of the rarest awards that a military member can get um, because you have to be now wounded. Well, since 1944, you have to be wounded in combat to get one of these and normally it is even still then hard to get like you have to be saving people and be wounded in the um while you're doing it right. i mean it, it's unreal so well it says good morning hey to me though like because oh. i'm her handsome son you can say good morning to paul too if you want it's okay morning ma <laughs> morning ma all right so anyways use today use hashtag Purple Heart Day to post on social media. If you're commenting down below, just comment hashtag, hashtag Purple Heart Day, um, and and you will have at least brought awareness. This is really cool. It's a good thing, and yes. all of that, all of that was brought to you by SCI Technologies. SCI Technologies is Solar Creation Technologies. They create stuff protecting life, property, and security. That's what it says. That's what it says. That's really good. And they've got a really cool thermal uh, imager that we're going to do yes. a video with, which is cool. So you walk in the room, and this is if you're a small business owner and you're looking to get around, like, uh, the whole the COVID thing. How do we go back? How I mean, we're trying to convince the governor to let us open. Uh, well, this is this is a way you can do it because instead of taking everybody's temperature like, like this. Right. Or like this with the thermometer in your mouth. Yeah. Right. That's no good. That's no not bueno. COVID. No bueno. No. Yeah, not with COVID. You don't mm -hmm. want thermometer no no so infrared 
Yeah. So they walk in. They walk in the door, and it automatically detects their temperature and tells them if they're a go no go for lunch, like to come in the store. And um, also tells them to wear a mask. So, anyways, yeah. SEI Technologies, check good. them out. Check that out. It's awesome. They're good. They are. You ready for some good news? I'm always ready for good news. Really? Yeah. Why not? We, we've got some good news today. We hear too much bad news on a daily basis. You know these what? Days. I feel the same. We should start a podcast called Beyond Limits where we do the opposite of that. Of like giving bad news. So, like the opposite of that would be giving great news. Perfect. I think that's a good idea. You want to do it right now? Let's do it. So apparently there is the so you get Alzheimer's, people get Alzheimer's, and there's this plaque built up around the brain that makes it what's the word? Look at my hand motion. What am I going for? Pick up faster? It accelerate. Accelerate. Accelerate the brain damage. Now, on the left, uh, so this will be on your right. Everything's reversed here. This, this is one that's excessive or um, been long-term Alzheimer's. And the other side is one that has been treated with this new, this is cool, infrared lasers. Talking about a lot of infrared today. We are. In we my are. mind, all I hear is boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. Right. Yep. To destroy the plaque in Alzheimer's brains. Destroying plaque. Yeah. Not similar to the plaque that's on your teeth. No, Brandon Nicholson. Kenton Dental Associates. Oh, my goodness. What a great segue. You know what? Let's risk it. All right. Let's do it. Kenton Dental Associates. If you are in Kenton and you need to get your teeth fixed, visit Kenton Dental Associates. He loves you. He loves your teeth, and he'll fix them up right. Right. That was good. And if they don't need fixing, he'll clean them up right. He'll clean them. He'll get all the plaque off. Now. So a notable characteristic of several, and this is technical, several well-known Neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's is the formation of harmful plaque that contain aggregates of amyloid proteins, also known as fibrils. I did really good on that. I feel good about what uh, I yeah. just did. I'm yeah, slow hand clap. Mm, neat, it's golf clap. Yeah, golf clap. But they, we've not been able to get rid of the plaque. They hadn't found a way to get rid of it successfully until. Now, so if you right. have somebody who's suffering from Alzheimer's and you know it's a progressive, just it's a horrible experience, this is great news. Uh, scientists are revealing the result from experiences, experiments that show how Renaissance with an infrared laser, when it is tuned to a specific, I don't even know who figures this stuff out, specific frequency actually causes the fibrils to disintegrate from the inside. It destroys them. Right. Gone. Gone like Amazing. freight train. A lot of, lot of, lot of very smart people out there working. Yep, it really is. Uh, it, it says uh, although up to this point the brain disease has been incurable, this will set it back considerably. Right. It won't so, cure you. Yeah, it but won't. It'll, but it'll, it'll, it'll delay the delay the symptoms. I yeah, guess. Right. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. Right. No doubt, man. No doubt. There's this antique store owner who gave a I student love this story. a. Free three thousand dollar piano. Uh, yes. Say that. Say that three times. Three thousand dollar piano. A free three thousand. Free three thousand dollar piano. Free three thousand dollar piano. Free three thousand dollar piano. Oh, you went to a special place in your mind. I did. I could tell. I did. You saw my eyes. <laughs> I didn't did. You? you like you were looking <laughs> through me. I was, I was looking like, right through you. Somebody's <laughs> right. sneaking up on me. Um. Yeah. This is. We've got a video. We do. We do have it. Check Let, this. Check, check this it out. video check this right guy here. Out. Um. This guy won. Uh, a piano for showing up at a pawn shop and playing this right here. Playing this right here. That's a picture. Drag the, um, there's a video file. That is the picture. 
We're getting the video for you. Oh, hey, we're back. Three, two. I was drinking water. Hey, this is what happens when uh, you go live. It's great. I, I ran across so the this Boston College student, right, yes. was shocked to learn that his spontaneous performance at an antique store piano had won the hearts of music lovers across the country. Yeah. He was even more surprised to be gifted that same piano in return. That okay, so this was really cool. This this guy, this college student, right. shows up and they don't know who he is because he's wearing a mask. Right. And so that it took him a while to find him. They put it out on Facebook, said, Who is this guy? He shows up and he asked if he could play the piano. And right. they were like, Yeah, sure, play it. And he plays what y'all just heard of Which Journey. Is, oh, I was gonna ask them to guess the song. Not that not that they wouldn't guess the song, but it's pretty iconic. We named the band, named that actual song. Yeah. Do you know the Comment name below. of the song by Journey that or he was just playing? To the side, whichever. Dun, 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 dun. Right. Journey song? Yep. Great, great band. Let's give away something. For the first person to guess it? Yeah. First person to guess that song that he was just playing. We're going to continue on while y'all keep guessing that. Right. Co- Colorado Woman. Now, this has been one of my one of my fears. <laughs> Like, I don't even yes. know why, but this proves that it, it is a valid fear that right. can happen. Right. Like, I don't even I don't even like talking about it, but I'm going to because it's in yellow, and that means i got to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, or I can if you're, if you're that. Nah, it's that, cool. You sure? you, so, you, you go into you the... hold my hand while you, while you do it? Chad Lachance says Midnight Train. Definitely not Midnight Train, Chad <laughs> Lachance. A, Try that again. Yeah. So, a Colorado woman uh, terrified to discover... Now, if, if you don't like snakes... Just close your ears for the next little bit. She walks into the bathroom to go to the potty. Okay? Cam Tim. I like it. Don't stop. We won't, but we want you to guess. Okay? We feel that somebody will get it right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. she goes into the bathroom to, to use the restroom, and um, she, yeah, uses the restroom, but her toilet won't flush. Was it clogged? It was, in fact, clogged with a four-foot snake. Four feet of snake. Look at this. That guy, that is not, no, no. That's that's what you call a nope rope. No, I'm not doing. Right. I'm Okay, so that right there is a four-foot corn snake. Hmm. A four-foot corn snake. Do they corn snakes because they eat corn? I don't know. I think because they were found in cornfields, they obviously are not venomous. Look at that guy. Man. So that's the guy who it took them ninety minutes to get him. Oh, maybe out. maybe because it looks like it's more because it looks like corn on the cob with the colorings. Kind of looks like corn. Oh, okay. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yes. Me, it does. Yes, it does. Right. It does. So apparently, what had happened? <laughs> it feels like a great story. Star. What had happened was <laughs> apparently what happened was this corn snake. What. <laughs> This corn snake was a um, a pet of somebody in the apartment complex. Right. 
and somehow got into the other person's toilet. And then once it's in the drains, it's going to live there. It's like whack-a-mole. You never know where he's going <laughs> to pop out. And a, this lady popped uh. out inside of her toilet bowl. And um, it's a sad state of affairs. You know, we can we can get a little too much TMI here, but with the toilet paper in the toilet, yeah, I would assume she had already. Yeah, I, that's you know I'm right. That's scary. Like right. But I live in a house. Like I mean, I do too. I don't see they'd have they've had they'd have to go into a like a septic tank and all that. So I don't mm. see it so much more plausible. You never know. Well, I, pretty, I don't know. I mean, what if, what if what if it was a baby snake got in your house and it went into your, like, sink or, like, the big drain in the shower and it's got the bigger holes in it? Something Did like that. You? And we can make this fearful for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I am scared. Thank you. What a positive show. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, they ended up, because nobody claimed the snake, they ended up keeping the snake... Um, all I can think about right. is a snake in my shower now, <laughs> and it's not even okay. And then, I'm sorry, this was supposed to be positive, uplifting. Yeah, we have gone off that the rails. Will, this will never happen to you. <laughs> be motivated. That's right. God loves you. You right. will never experience this. And right. Whatever. It, it, but okay, let's go back to some good news here. Yeah, go with it. <laughs> so something good out of the coronavirus, right? I like this one. The coronavirus reunites long lost sisters who haven't seen each other in over 50 years. Look at these guys. Right. Girls. Girls, right. So, uh, Doris Crippen, 73, uh, she had uh, come down with what she thought was a flu back in May, but ended up being the coronavirus. Yep. She spent 30 days in the hospital recovering. When she got out, she had to go to the Dunkaloo Gardens in Fremont, which is in, I guess, New York. Uh-huh. Um, so, anyway, she had to go there to get some meds and things like that. Well, um, the person bringing the meds was a Bev Boro, 53. Well, when Bev Boro saw her sister's name, Doris Crippen, she knew exactly who that was on the list that she was bringing medicine to. Wait. Really? Right. But the, did the other know? The other one did not know. So she showed up, and they immediately locked eyes, and they knew once they saw each other that they were their long-lost sisters. They have the same uh, same father, different mothers. I'm, I'm, yeah, different mothers, same father. Know. And the younger sister was actually... Uh, Mis- uh, displaced just because of um, uh, housing, whatever. The fourteen yeah. siblings they were all uh, put up for adoption when they were all younger. Oh man! So the older one was the only one who knew all the fourteen because she's the oldest. That is wow! Right? That is incredible! Right? How many years? That was what fifty-four 50, years? Just fifty years? Fifty years? Yep. Fifty years you meet your sister because of adoption and stuff. Wow. Right. And I mean, they, they weren't looking for each other. They hadn't, you know, paid a company to track down anybody. It just happened circumstance, man. Yeah. Happened circumstance. Back on positive right. news. And I definitely am not thinking about a corn snake in my shower right now. I'm not either. Crawling through the big hole. <laughs> <laughs> Local business helps 14-year-old entrepreneur after his leaf blower gets stolen. Yep. I like this. Uh, I'm not going to get his name right. Can you say his name? Zadok. Zadok yeah. Schaefer. See, I got the Schaefer part. This guy Schaefer. up here. Zadok. Zadok. Zadok Schaefer started his own business when he was just 10 years old. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Or a loan-tepreneur. Loan-tepreneur. <laughs> Sounds like something you would say. <laughs> right. I'm a loan-tepreneur. As some people call it. Um, I mean, I, I was growing up, actually, a loan-tepreneur. 
Did it, you mowed yards growing I did. up? I think yep. I'm going to get Noah doing that. Me and my brother did, yep. Where great, I was mowing the yard yesterday. Great money during the summertime. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Like, how many yards would you do? Uh, We would start about 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays, and we were done by about 12 or 1, and we'd do about 4 or 5 yards in that time. Okay. Uh, push mower or riding? Uh, Both. Right, depends. So, y'all y'all were set for success. Oh, yeah. How how old did you say? Um, Give or take. Well, statute of limitations run up, so we were 13, 14 years old when we started. Yeah, is, I started working 14, yeah. Right, well, we yeah. would drive the truck and trailer <laughs> <laughs> around, around town, so, you know. you know. But, yeah, you know, if you don't do anything bad. wrong, anyway. So, it was all back road, back country road. Entirely you know. not true. Entirely not um, true. <laughs> hey, uh, he put me on the spot I had to. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Right. Never, okay. ever, ever lie on this show. Anyway, so, right. Um, right. yeah, so uh, this guy says, uh, and this is perfect, the guy holding the leaf floor says, I try to change how our youth is looked at as lazy and all of that. And I, I right. love that. Instead right. of, doo, 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 doo. that's my video. I love the out. name of his company, though. Uh, which is Z Dubs Mowing and More. <laughs> Z Dubs <laughs> Mowing and More back in uh, 2016 has been paying uh, for his own lawn care equipment, which is significant. Right. Um, but it got stole. Um, when he was at the store the other day, I believe. Okay? Yep. He was trying to buy some oil for his stuff. Trying to buy some oil. Got stole. Mm-hmm. And then Mitten Pizera. 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 I feel like they're up north. There's a lot of Italian right. sounding names. Mm-hmm. So, comes through and replaces his equipment for him after it gets or, stolen. Or maybe West Michigan. Is that what it says? West Michigan. <laughs> That's okay. So. But yeah, they could be transplants. You know. Mm. Right? Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I am excited. I, I can't stop thinking about the corn snake. Post something about that. Hashtag Purple Heart, Heart Day. Day. Purple mm-hmm. Heart Day. Hashtag Purple Heart Day down in the comments. Keep that going. Um, do a post later on today. Thank these guys. These have been some awesome, incredible stories minus one. But it was funny. It was great. And if y'all want to actually see the video of the corn snake, it, it is on uh, Facebook and YouTube. You can um, go to the YouTubes. Go to the YouTubes. Or... Google it. Yeah. Fire up the Googs. Yeah. And, it. I mean, they did a report on it. It's like a 20 or 30-minute video of them trying to get this snake out. Oh, because after that's that... That's too long. I'm not watching that. Yeah, I fast-forwarded mm-hmm. it to that. Because now right. you can see the thumbnails at the bottom. So you uh, slide it. Yeah. and I sl- sl- Yeah. So it actually goes back down and then comes up the drain and then just gets lodged in the middle. So the plumber, who is clearly out of his comfort zone in the video, right. has to get that snake out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Fire up to Googs. Google if you want to see it. Yeah. I'm, I, on the other hand, I'm, I'm not. I'm excited. About? What's about to happen. What's about to happen, Paul? So, we've got coming up right now, and we're switching kind of over from good news to a serious topic, but it's still good news because God is good, and what God has done in this guy's life is unbelievable. We're going to be talking to Gunnery Sergeant Chad Lachance, United States Marine Corps, retired, um, we went to Iraq together, but I hadn't seen him in person since 2005. Right. Um, but we went to Iraq together in 2003. Um, he stayed in, obviously retired, and he deployed other times after that to combat zones. Um, he, when I was with him, he was a sergeant, taught uh, martial arts, and he just he continued through that. Chad has um, since retiring. Uh, been diagnosed with PTSD. Okay, and um, a lot of men and women coming back. Yeah, are absolutely. So PTSD. If you are new to that, uh, PTSD is um, it affects 
It, it doesn't have to be military. It right. can be anybody who's traumatic stress disorder. Right. right, and it can go. It can be somebody who has experienced any type of stress right. related issue. You right. know, uh, robberies or bankruptcies, stuff like that. Just stuff that stresses you out. Where it's a trigger for you, right? Um, but specifically today, we're talking about veterans because we are looking after our veterans. We should be looking after our veterans always. They uh, look after our freedom. They do. They they yeah. sacrifice right. at least four years right. of their lives um, to keep America free, and that is that's in, that's incredible. Oh, yeah. Because they don't have to, right? You know, yeah. and and they do. Um, so here's some of the stats. Stats. Uh, operations Iraqi Freedom. OIF and Enduring Freedom OEF about 11 to 20 out of every 100 veterans who served in those two have PSTD in a given year PTSD PTSD in a given year sorry That's what okay. did I say PSTD you did That's oh. right. PTSD in a given year so 20% that's is high. a significant number. Right. That, that's huge. Gulf War. If um, they were in, uh, if you served in the Gulf War, it's about twelve out of, out of every hundred, which is twelve percent, mm-hmm. um, have PTSD in a given year. Vietnam War. It went back up for this one too, which that was just a crazy war. Right. I mean, that was that was insane. Right. A lot of a lot of yes. The Very. Vietnam. If you are a Vietnam veteran, wow. Like, wow. And I can't even fathom the things that they had to endure and deal with and see. Yeah, and it, but it, yeah. So the having been in uh, um, Iraqi freedom and fought, you know, in combat. Looking back at Vietnam, I'm like, no. I mean, that is just you didn't know. Oh yeah. You know, you didn't know who who was. I mean, th- there could be people laying in grass. I mean, it's just like they would smell the sweat of their enemy. That's because they're that close. I mean, and that constant, I can understand, you know, it's unreal. And then to return home to a nation that at the time wasn't exactly thrilled with you being over there and they were actively hate. Yeah. Right. Vietnam veterans, man. Yeah. So the United States Department, um, actually, Vietnam War, 15 out of every 100 veterans, so 15% um, experience uh, PTSD. The United States Department of uh, Veterans Affairs. Released a study showing that roughly 22 veterans, and this is sad, were dying by suicide per day. Per day. 22 veterans die of suicide per day, or one every 65 minutes. Some sources suggest that this rate may actually be undercounting suicides. Um, So, that was kind of the lead up into into who we're going to talk to, because Chad has been diagnosed with PTSD. He's a wonderful friend. Um, and what he has done with it, like, you, there's so many ways this could have ended badly, and his didn't. And he's going to tell you why this is a good, this is going to be good. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah? You ready? Let's do it. This is Chad. This is going to be a three, I think, a three-minute clip of something, uh, a podcast that he has started, and it's called 310 to Faith. If you have seen the movie 310 to Yuma, he's kind of going off of that because he lives in Yuma. That makes sense. Arizona. Arizona. This is 310 to Faith, and this is Chad LaChance. Let's do it. Morning, friends, 310 followers. Welcome to the Monday Ride Along post-workout scripture reading. I hope you all had a blessed weekend. Um, I personally had a very good weekend with my family. Um, uh, So today, I want to talk to you about conversation and opportunity. 
um, and the opportunity to have a conversation um, with those that you don't really know uh, and even those that you do know um, and taking the time and seizing a moment uh, to talk with someone just because you don't know uh, what's going on in their mind and sometimes just a simple conversation uh, a simple hello a wave or even a smile can change somebody's day so uh, Colossians 4 uh, verses 5 and 6 live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone so I think um, when I read this, how I understand it um, is that as long as you're doing the right thing to the best of your ability at all times, you are automatically going to set an example for those that maybe are unsure. Um, and then when it talks about your conversation being gracious and attractive, I think it's it's making sure that you, that you have a basic understanding, if not a thorough knowledge of what it is that you're talking about. That way it is attractive to somebody and you're not fumbling, um, kind of like I do sometimes in these, in these videos, but that's okay. Um, so that it keeps somebody's interest and, and what you say is, is rhythmic and, and makes sense and is, and is music to somebody's ear, uh, especially when you're talking about scripture and, and the word of God, you know, it, it can draw somebody's attention, even if they're not a believer and be like, man, Hey, this guy, this guy knows, or this girl knows what they're talking about. Um, or at least sounds like, no, they're talking about, um, and it, and it sparks an interest, um, or at least that's the intent to spark an interest. Um, so they, you know, will, will engage in conversation with you, um, and maybe seek, guidance or direction as to how they can get to know uh, and understand the word of God um, you know because as 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 Christ followers that's that is our purpose right uh, to be the best hands and feet of Jesus and to and to share um, really to give to give everything um, make others more important than yourself um, make family more important to yourself um, make God more important to yourself and in doing so, um, all of those great things, then, then good things happen to you in return. Um, so conversation opportunity, seize it when you can make sure you know what you're talking about. Um, and as always, I challenge you all to make God your priority every day, wake up humbly in Thanksgiving and in Thanksgiving. Um, thank God for all the things you put in your life. Pray for the things that you need. There are no selfish prayers. I hope you all have a blessed week. A great Monday. And remember, God loves you. I love you. We'll see you next time. So that, well, this, look at that. This that, is uh, yes, Chad. Yes. Chad Lachance right here. Uh, Chad, brother, it has been way too long. Beyond Limits family, comment down below uh, and help me welcome retired gunnery sergeant Chad Lachance to the show. Chad, how are you? brother hey i'm good and good thanks for having me that's awesome uh, that's an incredible long time yes look at your room man i love that setup even yeah, like the, the little guitar uh, in the corner too i love it it's kind of my uh remembrance room i guess there yeah. you go there you go that yeah. beard too is outstanding yes it is 
Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it, you know, I used to have probably two or three more inches on it, but I had to uh, to maintain it. So, you know, one of the wife's rules were to keep it, you got, you got to keep it within regs, you know? Right. That's yeah, My with, wife says the exact regs. same thing. Really? Yeah. That's why I, I can't grow mine as with long my, as yours. Yours so, is too long. So this is not maintained Actually, in your This, this your is about the, the limit. I've got to get this shaved off by the weekend or by the end of the weekend. What's the repercussions? Like, what happens? She just doesn't like it. <laughs> I think it's great, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know. no repercussions. Wonderful beard, wonderful room, yes. dude. It is so good to see you again. Yeah, wow, it's good to meet you, Chad. It really is. Thank you. Do yep, absolutely. So, uh, so Paul tells me that you live in Arizona. I do. Three it's, hours uh, behind us, like, right? On definitely God's country and, uh, go. <laughs> and hot. So, what time did you have to wake up this morning? Uh, well, I got up a little bit earlier. I get up around two. Is that a, is that a daily or a, a everyday thing? Yeah, that's uh that's kind of my normal nor, normal regiment. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Two o'clock. Gosh. I couldn't. I couldn't. I woke up at six forty this morning. Right. And I was upset because my alarm didn't go off till six fifty, and that ten extra minutes I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. Because there's it's really, you like this. It's it's a time that you can't really mess with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I couldn't die. Uh, Two o'clock every day. Yeah. And oh, what time do you typically go to go to bed? Uh, nine or ten at night. Okay. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'm good you know. for about you know four hours or so of sleep. Yeah. God. Yeah. I'd like to say you get used to it, but you don't. You just no, kind of uh, roll with it. Right. Right. <laughs> and if you knew, and we're going to get into this in just a second. If you knew Chad from back in the day, like mm-hmm. his personality right now, it's awesome to see. And we were talking last night. We were talking last night leading up to the show, just kind of going over what we were going to talk about today. And he was like, um, he's like, you know what? I, I would used to freak out over stuff like this if I didn't have a script and just know. He goes, but now, you know, God's got it. You know, it's what's there really to be nervous or afraid about? Right. And it's just this, hey, if something comes this way, okay. If it comes this way, also, okay. You right. know, I'm just, I'm here doing God's will and it's cool. That's awesome. Um, Chad, we appreciate you, you taking the time to uh, talk about PTSD. And if you're watching and have experienced some form of PTSD, we want you to know that you are not alone. God is here for you, and so are we. Uh, Chad, now, kind of getting this started, could you kind of walk us through your time in the Marine Corps? Yeah, absolutely. I'll take uh, 21 plus or minus years and, and put it into the palm of your hand. Um, so, so 97, uh, 18 years old, joined the Marine Corps out of the state of Maine, um, lived in a small town my whole life, really hadn't seen a whole lot of things. I think I'd only been out of the state a handful of times, and that was probably as far as Connecticut. Um, so went through boot camp, MCT, did all those, those wonderful young Marine things. My very first duty station was in Okinawa, Japan. So it took me from small town Maine, thrown, threw me into the big world, you know, completely different country. And that's kind of where, where things started, right? You gotta, you gotta kind of roll with it uh, and go from there. Uh, from, from Okinawa, uh, came back stateside, uh, went to Cherry Point, North Carolina. Uh, did that for a couple of years. And then not too long, long after, came to, to Camp Lejeune with second TSB where, where I met you. Red Patchers. Yeah, so we were, we were Red Patchers. Um, like, like Paul was saying earlier, I, I did the martial arts thing with the S3. Uh, I'm an engineer equipment operator by trade. Uh, so I kind of came out of the, out of the MOS for a while and I stayed out of it for a lot of my career. Um, so fast forward a little bit, 2003 rolls around, the war kicks off. 
Um, we all deploy into Kuwait and we wait for for the president's order. I think it was March 20th was the day that, that we pushed roughly somewhere between there uh, where we pushed up into Iraq to a, to a place called Camp Viper. Yeah. Uh, so that was unique. Uh, there's definitely some Look some at the smile on his face. We both <laughs> smiled at the same that. time oh, yeah. because it, it's, yeah, there's that's... definitely some stories to be told, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's because it's weird, man. Like, uh, yeah. As a, as a Marine, I guess as a service member as a whole, is you develop relationships with with one another that, you know, I'm, I'm apprehensive to say this, but you know your brothers better than your own family at times, I think, yeah. because that's all you have. You know, you rely on one another. Uh, so, you know, playing playing football with a water bottle full of chem lights <laughs> and catching sidewinders and, and you know, and, and and all you know just just fun times you know yeah. uh, but the serious part about it you know is is the things that happen uh in places like that you know um you see things you hear things you're part of things that that the normal person um never experiences and um you know those are those are just some things you got to kind of deal with you know and, and as marines you're taught to be you know, to be resilient and to be tough and to build this, this, uh, this shield around yourself and not show emotions and, and, and you're kind of molded to, to not share feelings. Um, and that's something that just, that just kind of sticks with you. Um, so then I think we parted ways a couple of years after that. Yeah. Um, I kind of stayed where I was at TSB, uh, disbanded its colors, rolled up, became CLB six. Uh, and then we deployed again in 2007. Uh, this time it was back to Iraq and Fallujah. Uh, things were a little bit different than the first time. Um, and, you know, my my job specifically, um, you know, I, I want to touch real quick on, on the persona and the competitiveness. Um, you know, this is something I grew to understand and be okay with, but I think a lot of people out there are, are apprehensive to share things because they think it's a competition, yeah. right? You don't have to be the guy on the front line kicking indoors, okay? Um, you know, you don't even have to experience um, rounds coming down range. There are, there are things that happen that aren't normal that you have to learn to process. Um, so we'll just leave that at that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so you know, that, that tour went down. Um, from there, went back to Okinawa, uh, spent three years there. Uh, by this time, I'm married, have two children, um, go to Okinawa, spend three years there, um, come back stateside, go to Missouri. I uh, was a schoolhouse instructor there. Um, did two TCOM billets. When we talk about TCOM, it's training education command. So, um, I talked to the schoolhouse then I, then I went to SOI where I was a combat instructor for three years, uh, which was pretty cool because I got to train and touch thousands and thousands of privates over three years and teach them the skills necessary to survive in environments that, Inevitably, they're they're gonna go to. Um, awesome. After that, went to uh, stayed at Pendleton. Uh, I was fortunate enough that the monitor let me stay at Pendleton, uh, so my son could finish high school where he started at, and uh, went to a place called Mains Battalion. And then out of Mains Battalion, roughly two years ago, 2018 is when I retired, and here I am. Yeah, you retired as a gunnery sergeant. I did. Yep. That's yeah, impressive, yep. man. Yeah. Um, 
I think I think that the, my most two favorite ranks in the military were lance corporal, right? Because you can kind of do whatever you want. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, and then first sergeant was the next one, so it would have been the next rank. But uh, I was just at the point where you know enough was enough, and it, and it was time to time to hang up the hat. Yeah, there you go. That, you know, retiring in the military, very few people are able to do it, and so. Congratulate! Obviously, congratulations on that. That's yeah, that's impressive. Um, so you and Donnie, your your wife, have two boys. One of your boys has followed in your footsteps and is now a marine, and the other one just got his learner's permit. Congrats on all that. Obviously, it's an accomplishment. What um, going back, what was your first hint or sign that something something's not right? Something I've got. There's something going on here. Yeah, so it, it was 2010 um, when I was in Okinawa the second time. Um, things were just different, um, you know. And you you kind of just overlook it, you know. You put a, a mythical bandaid on it, and you just kind of roll with it, you know. Um, but it's because I really didn't understand what what, what was going on. Um, having a hard time sleeping, um, waking up completely soaking wet. You know, not realizing like, hey, I thought it, the heat just came on overnight. Uh, but they're really nightmares that you don't remember. And you start to realize these things over time. Yeah. Um, I started to develop a lot of fear over things that were normal, um, just a, just day to day things and became apprehensive and and really didn't understand it. Uh, I got to a point where I was, you know, started feeling depressed. Um, and, and, you know, and I had the, the courage to 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 bring it up. Um, right, that's the big just part. Because, yeah. yeah, that that's that's a huge part, it, and it and it wasn't um, so much for myself. It was because it was affecting it was affecting my family life, you know. Um, and and when when the wife says like, hey, there's some things going on, that's when you kind of kind of step back and be like, you know, this this Marine Corps family that I developed to the point where everything I do matters and how I appear matters and and all these other things that you, you kind of realize that your, your actual family is probably more important uh, and knows you more than, you know, than you, than you think you're not hiding right. these things so well. Oh, right. Right. Uh, that's when I started seeking counseling counseling. And that's, uh, that's when I was first diagnosed with, with PTSD. Gotcha. You, you, you touched on a little bit, um, but can you just describe a little bit more about the uh, feelings and emotions that you were going through, I guess, at that time, <sighs> man, P- PTSD, it's, uh, it's hard to explain, but it's a it's an inward battle. Um, you're battling with your mind and your thoughts. Um, you get a, you get a lot of anxiety. You get a lot of depression. You get a lot of sadness. Um, some people develop pretty serious anger. Um, and, and I started resorting to to not wanting to do the things that I normally did that kept me happy. So when you take those things out of the equation. Um, put that on top of the feelings you're having that depression just spirals in reverse and you dig yourself deeper and deeper and deeper you know into into a pit that you just you you don't know how to get out of because you don't really understand what's going on yeah well was there chad was there a point where you were like enough is enough is enough like i'm at this level something's going on and what did that look like like that moment of I need to get help for this. What what did that look like for you? Yeah, so that's a so that it, it's it's kind of weird that we're doing this right now, Paul, because um, last year this month is when it happened. Oh wow! 
Yeah. That's so right. Okay, it, cool. It, yes. It's been a year um, since, since the bad thing started to happen. So kind of cover a little bit over, you know, we talked about the retirement piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I rolled into a, to a really good, successful job. And then I did that for about a year. But what happened was when I started receiving this counseling and stuff back in 2010, you know, as, as Marines, um, you know, and I'm sure other service members, it's the same thing. You get this feel good medicine, like, you know, for lack of better terms, it's, these people are talking to you and you get to express your feelings. And now you're like, hey, I'm good. I feel great. And you stop doing all those things that are important, right? So that first year of retirement went away and I started to realize some things. Um, One of the hardest things when you transition is a lot of people don't like to use this term, but I think it fits is you lose your tribe. And when I talk about your tribe is you are surrounded by like minded people all day long when you're in the military. People know there's something going on with you and they'll ask you about it, but they're not going to push too hard. But you can tell each other anything um, in complete confidence, which is the cool part about it. Yeah. So stuff, things just started to change. Um, you know, I didn't have that that audience, those people around me. Um, the people that I work with are great people, but they don't they don't understand our jargon. You know, I can't talk about stories and things because they have no idea what it is that I'm talking about. Yeah. I can try to relate it and put it in civilian terms, uh, but they still don't truly understand. Um, so I got to a point where I started just, just spiraling downhill and it was really fast. Um, you know, I, I started, I was drinking a lot, um, which, which wasn't good. And I went into a place of complete isolation to where I wouldn't even, wouldn't even talk to my wife or my kids. Uh, it got to a point where, um, my youngest son who, you know, who was still at home, my oldest son was, was gone, uh, in the Marine Corps that my, that my youngest child was afraid of me. And as a parent, that is a, that is a sad, sad day. Yeah. Um, and you know, and things from that point just kept getting worse and worse. I stopped going to work. Um, I didn't, I didn't get off the couch for probably, well, I would say I got off the couch, right? You got to eat, but I didn't, I didn't leave the house for probably three months. Um, just because I couldn't, because I developed, this imaginary world inside my head, you know, like, um, you, you know, you go, you know, something's wrong when you go to your driveway to get into your vehicle and you just break down and start crying because you're afraid. Um, wow. because, because of the inevitable, you know, you, you have all these things in your mind that you think are going to happen, which aren't realistic. Uh, and it, and it got to a point to where, um, you know, I'm not a huge advocate of medication, uh, but one of my doctors had, had suggested highly that I that I take one of these uh, these prescriptions that that would help. Um, and really, it was just for just for sleep, uh, for the anxiety piece. Um, you know, one one morning, uh, woke up, family was gone, and uh, I I had gotten to a point where I decided that enough was enough, and um, I, I took you know pretty much the whole bottle. And that was with the intent to go to sleep and and never wake up, right? And that's the sad part about it is that you, you get to that point to where you become so selfish that nobody else's feelings matter, right? Because you're hurting so bad on the inside that you just don't want don't to face it anymore. Yeah. But it was at that point that something happened um, because my body 
and God did the complete opposite of what those pills were supposed to do. Oh, wow. I did. I fought that wanting to go to sleep so bad for for probably 13 or 14 hours. Um, and then I started seeking treatment through through the VA and, and uh, psychiatrists, psychologists, and things like that of uh, that nature. And, and you know, and my wife, um, you know, at this point where things are not good to the family, and um, they were like, "You you need to do something." And kind of like it was kind of like um, what are those things called where they they like they really into a place and you don't know what's going on, and then it and then like for treatment and. Oh. There's a yeah no I know what you're talking about a physical place no no no, no. it's um ah oh. uh, yeah there's a circle yeah. and you they yeah, bring you, know, to you come into a room and there's a bunch of people intervention oh intervention yes. yeah an intervention right but it was like for? a back door one mm-hmm. you know and then they they did the research and found the resources for me and they were like you need to go um and so so I you know. I was at a point where, yeah, I, I'll do this, right? For me, for for you, for 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 whoever. Um, so I ended up going to. I got connected through the the um, PTSD Foundation of America, um, great organization, and they run a place. They're they're across the entire nation, uh, but they have a place in Houston, Texas, that's called Camp Hope. Yes. And Camp Hope. Um, it saved my life. It saves a lot of people's lives. Um, Camp Hope, uh, to touch on it a little bit, is a is a yeah. There you go, Texas is a is a um, Camp Hope is a faith based peer to peer recovery program. Um, so a lot of your recovery portion um, comes from one another, talking to like minded individuals again about the problems and the struggles that you've had. You know, and, and when I first got there initially, I was like, okay, uh, and I think this is where that stigma comes in of, of competition, right? Because you got you got guys that have done some insane things, right? And then you know, their life spiraled down, but their their problem was addiction. You know, they turned to drugs or alcohol to mask the things that were going on, um, homelessness, all all different types and walks of life come through that place. Um, and it was it was it was just amazing. And what I did while I was there, um, <laughs> is uh, is I as I found Jesus again. Yes, that's you know? awesome. Uh, it I, I mean I don't I don't know how to exp- everybody's everybody's journey and experience is different, but it was just an uplifting thing. And the power of talk medicine um, is amazing. And and that's 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 what it took. Um, I like that. Do you want me to I'll touch a little bit on Camp Hope? Do you want me to kind of tell you about the program? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a how long is it? It's so supposed to be. Essentially, it's about six months. Um, but the cool thing about it is you can stay there for essentially forever if you need to. Yeah. Um, it costs absolutely nothing. Um, you can come there completely off the street. They're going to house you. They're going to feed you. They're going to, they have a supply. Uh, so if you don't have clothes, they give you everything from A to Z. Um, you awesome. need absolutely yeah. nothing and you can just go there. That's incredible. Uh, That's it, hey, b- Before we move on to the very next thing, um, obviously they're getting the money from somewhere. Are they a nonprofit? If so, can people support them or are they? is it a government fund? 
No, it's absolutely. They get, um, you know, donations, money, mon- you know, the monetary part. They get, you know, the food items. Uh, everything they get is is through, you know, the, the PTSD Foundation of America. Nice. Okay. Um, okay. So absolutely through them if people are able to, to support. Um, it, yeah, it's just it's a it's a life saving place. Yeah. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So can't let me touch real base on Camp Hope. So just in case. Yeah. So so what it is is you start out there, right? Um, and your first thirty days is, is called blackface, right? So for thirty days you are cut off from society entirely. Wow. No phone calls to home. Um, no television. Almost um, like boot camp again. The only, yeah, absolutely. The only thing you're going to do is get on a bus once a week and go to a place called the refuge, uh, which is a trauma counseling center, uh, and start your treatment after that 30 days. If they feel you're ready, you move into, to red phase. And that's kind of where you're reintroduced back to a little bit of uh, normalcy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're allowed to call, call home or whoever it is you need to call once a week. You're allowed to, uh, an hour on Sundays after church service. And then uh, you kind of progress through that, and then you move into what's called yellow phase. Um, now, for me, I was at around month four, and um, at that point, I decided that that I was done. I had gotten to a point and learned enough about myself. Now, the, the weird thing about it is if you think about, you know, well, that doesn't seem like very long, but when, when you haven't had... 10 days to yourself to focus just on yourself. And now you look at four months worth of time. That's an eternity. Yeah. You right. learn a lot about yourself. Oh yeah. Um, at that point in the program, I decided that the rest of my recovery was going to be with my family because they were going to be a part of my life once I came home. Yeah. You know, that's so, awesome. so that's where I was and came home and, and did that. And, and here I am today, man, I, 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 use the word I guess change lightly uh, but I do I do think in a whole different perspective um, God's on my side I have no doubt about that I use him as encouragement every day yes. And, yes. And, and that's that's where I am on that on that topic how has your um, and this is weird because back in 2005, me and you, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be having this conversation. I was a completely different person. You were a completely different person, and it's interesting how we, uh, how we evolve in this relationship. So, how has your relationship with God through this evolved? Well, you know, I like to say that my journey is is uh, is ever you know ever it's a it's an everyday thing, right? You're never going to be to the point I think to where where you, where you want to be. Um, learning new things through, through, um, you know, Bible studies and church and, and just having conversations, um, through, through just your own studies. Um, it's just, it's just crazy. I don't, I don't really know how to put it into words, man. You know, it's, uh, you know, I just felt like there was a need to, to start, to start sharing these things, you know, so I had no idea what I was doing, you know, so you know, I, I but a very big thing though, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we, just, I, we need more I, I people just, to share. I mean, and, right. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. It just felt right. You know? So yeah. I was like, well, this must be something I'm supposed to do. So let's roll with it. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes the, the best things come up that way. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. So, 
Yeah. So, so some of the bad thoughts and things like that that you were experiencing before, do you still experience that stuff anymore? Or you know, they, they do happen. Um, but my perspective and tools and things that I've learned um, determine the outcome. Right. Like I don't right. I, I know, you know, I, I'm able to, to kind of kind of train myself and coach myself through certain things um, in that that apprehensive moment where you're scared about something or nervous about something. And you have that feeling and that that thought and that feeling in your soul where you're just like you get that internal shake and you don't know what you're going to do. and You're instantly sweating and you pause. You want to turn around. But to me, man, I just I just give it to God. And I'm like, hey, like. There's obviously a gap in my defensive perimeter, and I'm gonna need you to man that position so I can get through this. Right. And that's what I do. Oh, that's a perfect perfect analogy. I, I like it. We, yeah, that's awesome. Man, there's so many like this. This podcast today could go on for like 15 hours. I feel. Oh yeah, definitely. We could go back to that. <laughs> like I love having this conversation. Um, one of the ways that you've been able to help veterans. Uh, and others that have surf- suffered from depression, anxiety, PTSD specifically, is by starting a podcast called 310 to Faith. 310 to Faith. And so 310 obviously is uh, the 310 to Yuma, the movie and everything, because you live in Yuma. But can you tell us a little bit about 310 to Faith, your podcast and the goal? Yeah, absolutely. So when I initially started, you know, like I said, didn't I didn't really have a, a an I, any idea of what I was doing. You know, every every day that I do it, it's it's completely uh, unscripted. I kind of just shoot from the hip, go based off my interpretation. Uh, I use a study Bible, which definitely helps, so I can try to explain <laughs> it to, to other people. Yeah. Um, and I actually started out as as I, I you know God's garage because I was doing it out of my garage. I was like, oh, this is so cool. It sounds great. Uh, but when you type God's garage into YouTube, there's like 5,000 of them. Oh, right? wow. So I was like, man, how do I change this so that it's unique? And I started thinking about things. And then, uh, one day I thought about, you know, the movie 310, 310 to Yuma. And I was like, 310 to hope, 310 to faith. Oh, that sounds great. Right. So I looked it up. Nothing. And I was like, that's it. That's it. So we, so we stuck with that title. Um, and every day I just kind of go over some, – sometimes I go over how, how I'm feeling. You know, if I, I look up what does the Bible say about this, and then I revert to that scripture, kind of kind of read a couple of verses, and then um, try to explain how, how it fits into my life. Um, and, you know, and other times it's just based off of conversations I've had or stories that I hear um, and what – things people could be experiencing and you know at the at the end of the day for me it's it's very therapeutic because i don't have that group uh daily like i had at camp hope so i just i just reach out through through social media um and being able to to just get my stuff out there um is, is super therapeutic um you know the, like the, the the description i put of, of what the, the, the intent is of the channel <clears throat> um if if you don't like it and it's not for you that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? It's not about how many likes I get and how many views. It's if it reaches one person and, and changes their day or ultimately saves their life, then, then I've met my goal. Right. And that's, that's that's why I do it. That's awesome. So what would, what would your message be? Cause obviously odds are that someone watching the show today is dealing with some of the things that you talked about today with PTSD. What, What would your message 
uh, to them be? I think the biggest thing is that um, it's okay to not be okay. Um, yeah. People have to, to understand that it's, it, people go through things. You're not the first one that's experienced that. Um, and I, I would strongly encourage that if, if you're a veteran or you know a veteran that's going through um, something like this, um, there are resources out there. There are people to help you. Um, highly, highly encourage anybody to reach out to Camp Hope. Um, you, you can you can Google that name and a number is going to come up. And the cool thing about it is you're going to talk to a veteran immediately. It's not going to be you know a counselor or a doctor. It's going to be a veteran that is a mentor that has experienced the same things that you have. And they're going to kind of have a conversation with you, see if you're a good fit. And they're going to take it from there. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. I like it. Dude, that, that's one. This has been a huge help because I, I guarantee that we have a lot of people. We're, I think we're in, it's like 10 countries we're in now. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be people who are watching this at like nine o'clock tonight for the first time. Um, but there's going to be people inevitably that are going through something. Maybe they're not a, a veteran, maybe they, but they've been through something. Maybe they ain't been through nothing and they still have depression. And like you said, it's okay to not be okay right. and to be able to reach out. And I mean, something. you look at uh, even like, like you said, not yeah. necessarily even veterans, you know, the police officers and first police, responders. Yes, absolutely. Th- especially, you know, with the, the atmosphere we're in these days, you know. Yeah. Um, nice. All kinds of That's a good point. I got to throw in one real quick yeah. thing, uh, oh, yeah. Paul and, and Mark, what you said. It's it's very important to understand that that PTSD, like you're saying, is not just a military thing. It's not just a first responder thing. It's not just a law enforcement thing. It's an everybody thing. Right. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Most definitely. Families and, and individuals um, develop this type of stuff off of day-to-day life, whether it's a tra- traumatic event that happened in their childhood or rather whether it's something that, that they're experiencing right now. So that that's very important uh, to uh to put that out there, like you were saying, right? That's, that's and I like and I like um, so three ten to faith. If you hadn't seen it, um, you need to, and it's really cool because it's real. It's right. uh, and what I mean by real is it, Chad. It, I don't even know how to put it. You like sometimes you're you're driving down the well. You stop, but you're in your vehicle. You've just left the gym, and like you, you do a you do a rust not rustic i don't know what i'm going for here the word i'm going authentic and authentic there thank you yeah. an authentic which means you know it's not pre-planned it's not some speech it is how you feel and what it means to moment. you and it's going to help great. people right. and that's because it's real they don't they're tired of fake stuff people can get fake stuff anywhere but they can't get real stuff right and i like that a lot um and it's good to have somebody who is uh, a, a sta- this sounds weird. A stand-up guy, somebody who, a guy who's going to teach guys how to be guys instead of, you know, completely different. And that, that's why I mean, look at this background. We got the American flag. We got camo everywhere. I mean, it's okay if you're a guy to be a guy, right? And be a man and do that. And I like that. And that's wonderful. And to have that guy follow God, that's the way it should be. I mean, look at the Bible. You look at David. You look at Moses, you look at all these just these guys, they had flaws. Right. But look at David. David had a flaw. And God calls him a man after his own heart. Does that make any sense to us? Absolutely not. It doesn't. But he was, and he was a warrior. And it's it's time that that guys and girls, listen, find good, godly women of 
of strength and courage. And guys, do the same thing. And I like this. I mean, have a warrior mindset. And we're going to kind of segue because that's the title of today's devotion. It is. is you like how I did that? I do. <laughs> that was wonderful. Was I awesome. was, it just came. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's it. Can you hang on for today's devotion? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Um. So. Before we switch over to that, make sure you go on and you find um, 310 to Faith. 310 to Faith. It's on YouTube, but you can also see it on uh, by following Chad on Facebook, 310 to Faith. If you type it into YouTube, like he said, that's the only one. It will pop up. Go back and watch some stuff. Uh, normally, they're four to 10 minutes long. So they're really quick devotions, but it is it's something to interact. You'll be able to follow Chad's uh, journey. Um, and right. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I'm excited about that. It's good stuff. It is. It you want is. to get started with the devotion? Warrior Mindset. We got to mention them. WeStartChurches.com. WeStartChurches.com. Our devotion is brought to you by... We Start Churches. Yes, so, it is. We Start Churches is Casey Carricker. He has... um. Uh, out of Oklahoma, they plant churches all across the world. Uh, Heath Hubbard in Japan, which the Beyond Limits family has uh, helped out before, and some other ones. Um, in uh, Jason Taylor, the church you go to, uh, Vertical, yeah. Vertical Church, is is one of their one of their babies, um, which is really cool. So check out We Start Churches. Um, they are reaching people for the gospel. When Matthew got, uh, Jesus tells us. When they ask him, "Hey, what are we supposed to do?" He says, "Go into all the world and tell them the gospel." That that's your job. If you're if you're a Christ follower, that that's your job. All these other things are extra. Your job is to tell the gospel, and they are doing that. They're planting churches around the world. So, we start churches.com, check them out. A warrior mindset. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. What a perfect devotion for Chad's today. ready. Chad's ready. So right. we, we read these now like a monologue. We read through them. This is straight from Brandon Nicholson, and then we talk about them at the end, and we are going to zoom, zoom through this one. It is off the hook. Before soldiers go off into battle, they spend a lot of time finding out who it is they are fighting against. They study the enemy. They find out their tendencies and their weaknesses so they can exploit them to win the war. Much like a basketball team uses a scouting report to devise a plan, an army does reconnaissance of their enemy to fabricate a battle plan. The first thing to discover is who the enemy truly is. Right. Ephesians 6.11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Paul gives the first clue as to who the battle is against here. He says the enemy is the devil and his schemes he continues in Ephesians 6, 12-13 with, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when that day comes, of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Did you catch all that? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against each other. Our battle is against the devil, the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark world. It is a fight against the forces of evil. The battle we face every day is not a physical one. It is spiritual warfare. This spiritual battle is not an easy one. In fact, it's probably more difficult than the physical battle. As war in the spiritual realm involves an enemy that is unseen, it often involves subtle tactics that are difficult to see, and defend it also has is a battle that never lets up the enemy keeps coming and coming with a battle like that we can easily feel overwhelmed second corinthians 10 verses uh three through four it gives us hope when it says 
For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. This verse reminds us that we do not go into battle as the world does. Our battle is with spiritual enemies. If we are having to face spiritual enemies, then we need spiritual weapons. The weapons we fight with are not your ordinary weapons. Our weapons have divine power that. to demolish strongholds. I love that. Sorry. Right. I got to stop you. That's good. Keep going. Right. No, what divine power, right, to demolish strongholds. Notice Paul did not say that our weapons could only inflict wounds or just injure the enemy. Paul said that our divine weapons could demolish demolish the enemy that's the type of weapons right that's the type of weapons we need when we go into battle right weapons that destroy the enemy and have the power to win the war in the spiritual realm these weapons and protection are the armor of god that paul talks about in ephesians 6 look at verse 11 again it says put on the full armor of god the armor that we need to wear is something we must put on it's not something that we always have on it's not something that we are born with and we can just walk around with in it automatically. We have to put it on. We can't just lay it around. Right. We must be intentional about wearing our spiritual armor and carrying our spiritual weapons. Every day there is a battle to be fought. So every day we must wake up and put on the armor of God. Verse 13 tells us again that put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, put it, put it on. So when the day of evil comes, and it will, we will have what we need to be able to stand our ground. I, I'm getting all hyped up here. I'm starting right. to shake. I, yeah, we will have. I'm sorry. I'm there's. So we read these verbatim, Chad, and we're almost done. But I love this, and I've got like 80 points I want to make, and we don't have time. Uh, we will have what we need to be able to finish the battle, and when it's over, we will be the ones left standing, not the enemy. Our armor is more powerful than the evil one and the dark forces. Our armor comes from God, and nothing can overtake him. However, it does us no good if we don't wear it. Right, so how do we put it on? Great question. Romans 13, 14 says, Rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. So our armor is Jesus. Yes. Satan and his and his uh, compadres are not are no match for him. We put on our or our cloth ourselves with Jesus by getting into a relationship with him. The first step is to taking Jesus Christ into your heart as our Lord and Savior. If you haven't already, ask him. It's that easy. Yes. Ask him to come into your life and become the Lord of it. Put your full trust in the one who loves you above all else. If you already have a relationship with them, then you should strive to make your relationship better and stronger. We all need that. Absolutely. And we can always grow closer and closer to the Lord. This can be done in part by spending more time with him through prayer and reading the Bible. Knowing Jesus is the key to our strength and our armor. The more we know about him, the stronger our armor will be. He is the key. So we need to make it a point to wear our armor, the Lord Jesus Christ, wherever we go to be able to withstand the enemy's attacks. Hey, look, guys, the adversary is always looming out there. First uh, Peter 5.8 says, Your enemy with the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Satan will wait patiently for us to let our guard down. The minute we do, he can come on the, on the attack. We must always be vigilant and ready. We do that by putting on the full 
armor of God. When we wear it, we will have all the protection we need. Now fighting, now fighting in battle, fighting in a war, going in war. Chad, I cannot imagine if we went. Tell me if this sounds correct. If we showed up in Iraq, remember flying in on the on the plane, and they were like, "You got to wear your gas mask," and we're like, "Have it, we got M16s on on a? Did we fly Continental over or something? I think it was Continental. I, I don't know. I don't it, it was a commercial plane we flew over." Right. And we're holding the M16s, whatever, and we land. Can you imagine going into Iraq and they're like, okay, now we are going to invade Iraq. Good luck. And we're like, where's our gear? We don't have guns or nothing. And they're like, go get them, boys. <laughs> and you're like, you've lost your mind. I have no gear. What are you talking about, you know? And Go they, get them with what? Go get them with what? It's the same thing in the spiritual world. How right. in the world are you going to take on the enemy if you're if you're not reading the word, if you're not talking to God, if you're not putting on the full armor of God, how in the how do you expect to live life as a Christian without your equipment, your basic need, right? Yeah. Your basic tool. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I, I think you know when I when I think about the the armor of God, I, I think of two words. I think of defensive and 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 offensive, right? So when you think about the helmet and the shield. These things are designed to protect you. So it's it's the defensive aspect. You know, you talk about the sword, that's more of the or of the offensive, mm-hmm. right? So that armor, um, through prayer, through 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 believing, through your relationship with Jesus, um, you know, the stronger your faith is, the more protected you're going to be every day. And I, I think there's a lot of power in that message. Um, and I, I think people really, really need to understand and realize that that when you have like-minded people and Jesus on your side, there's nothing you can't do in this world. Right. I love that. Right. I love that. That's good stuff. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We, uh, that's there was, awesome. There was a guy. and Okay. So I'm going to mention this story. We're not going to throw names. Chad's going to remember the story. There was a guy. And this is, this is something. This is a Christian who's not reading the word, who's not praying, who's not in line with God, who looks exactly like the world. I mean, they're living, they're, first of all, that you can't go but so far until God's going to, anyways, so it does that. How in the world are they going to withstand attack? And I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not going to say his name or anything. So we're crossing, we're going into Iraq. Now, when we were in Kuwait, we couldn't have, we couldn't be locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we couldn't. So when you cross the border, of Iraq, um, that's when they you, they tell you to you know you lock and load and everything. Well, there's some guns, there's some weapons. Um, did you notice I said guns in the, in the Marine Corps? You couldn't say guns. It was a weapon. Weapons, right? It's my weapon. There yeah. are many. Li- Anyways, right. So um, that you don't. I mean, it's like the 249 saw for all those. And I'm going to share this out to the uh, Marine page later or the veteran page later, so they're going to know what I'm talking about. But it's a belt-fed gun. You don't pull the trigger on it because to send the bolt home because when you do you're going to shoot you take the thing the bandolier you put it over you close it it's ready to fire there was a, <laughs> and he knows there was a marine we're crossing over they give um they give the command to lock and load lock and load we crossed over we're in Iraq lock and load well he loaded and he sent the bolt home nice yeah yeah oh, yeah well that <laughs> escalated really quickly because he sent around downrange and everybody's 
Right. You know, Instant all, of a sudden, all of a sudden we're on high alert. Now, I could tell you, i got to share this to the staff sergeant at the time. I'm not going <laughs> to say his name, but he's going to remember this story. He wasn't pleased. Let's just leave it at that. Right. And it was imagine. a long ride. <laughs> he talked about Camp Viper earlier. It was a long ride for this guy uh, to get to Camp Viper because he knew when we got to Camp Viper he was going to pay. He was unprepared at the time to use that weapon. Right. How in the world, Christians, can you walk around prepared to fight evil, to fight, I mean, to stand toe-to-toe with Satan if you're unprepared? And it's, it's the same exact thing. As, you would say we were stupid if we were walking into war without any gear. Yet Christians try to do that every day when they wake up and they don't talk to God first. Right. Chad. Yeah. I don't. I'm getting all hyped up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more hyped than this, and we're way over time. But oh, way over time. That's right, though. This is worth it. Yeah, I, I, I love this, Christians. You have got to seriously got to start your day with God. You've got to start your day in the Word. Maybe you know what? Maybe you are an an afternoon and evening Bible reader or study time. That's perfectly fine. But wake up and talk to God at least. Um, and the Bible actually says, "Talk to Him, pray without ceasing." What does that look like? That don't mean like driving down the road, eyes closed. Believe it or not, definitely you not driving. Talk, you can talk to God with your eyes open. Right. It's almost like He's listening all the time. It's almost like He's right there, like with beside you. you, closer than a brother. I Probably don't know. So. It's crazy. It's like the Bible says that you Somewhere. can talk to Him all the time, and He begs you. He wants this personal relationship. There is nobody in the world who knows you better than Jesus Christ. Nobody. He knows every flaw. He knows everything that you're hiding, every good point, and he still loves you fully. Think about this. The God of the world knew who you were because he's the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. He knew every bad thing you were going to do in your entire life, everything you're going to do tomorrow before you even do, do it. And he still decided to come here and die for us. That's huge. Oh, yeah. That is huge because I, I know some of the stuff I've done. That that's huge to know somebody loves us that much and wants a relationship with us. Right. So, and he wants you here. He wants you healthy. Yes. Right. He wants you to talk if you're having issues, issues. problems, stuff. Right. Yeah. So, and who better to talk to? Yeah. As always. Um. Hey. One other thing. Um. If you want to get these devotions, this one was titled "Um, Warrior Mindset." Who we? Who are we fighting against? All of our devotions are available. Right now we have um, three books, three or four books available. I think we have three books. Three, I think it is. Three books available on Amazon. It, if you get on Amazon and you search uh, Beyond Limits, uh, all our devotions are available up there for on Amazon, I think for $4, $4.99. You can have it in two days. So you get on there and you uh, search Beyond Limits. We have some for... Uh, marriage, some for family, some for what everything. So get up there, search it. And this is one, I think this was in the first book that we put out, first or second book. But um, any, anyways, yeah. That's awesome. Wonderful Friday. This is a wonderful this Friday. Is, this is a wonderful message to go through the weekend with, I think. You know what, M- Macy, can you do me a favor? Can you play? Because we're not going to have time to do the contest today. So we're going to explain what we're going to do with the contest after we play the contest because I, I love this. The content, video. The contest intro. I do. Play the contest intro.
and win. So if you want to play the contest on what's today? Today's Friday. Man, guys, have a good weekend. This is gonna be. I'm excited. I thought the day was Monday, up until this very moment. <laughs> I have thought this was Monday's oh, show. Oh, so people can't hear us. They're commenting. Oh, they can't hear us. Oh. Are, we, are we back on? We're back on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, what did I say that they didn't hear? Um. Anyways, this is the part of the show where we would ask uh, five random questions. They right. progressively get ha- harder, and you're able to win money. It started with $5, and if that person doesn't win the $5, it rolls over to $10 to $15. And now, right. this coming Monday... When we do the contest, it'll be somebody's going to win. Somebody has the opportunity. Right. So you have all weekend to become our number one top fan on Beyond Limits. And that's how you become a play in the contest. That's it. That's how we choose our contestant. Ask, how do you become a top fan? I'm glad you asked, Paul. Thank you. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all the above. The more on our page. Active you are on the page. The more active you are on the page. The more comments you're putting up there, the more time you're sharing it. More times that you're liking it, putting all those little hearts yep. and everything behind it. Facebook Watch the says you're a top fan. You're a top fan, and when you're when you become a top fan, then you can compete in the contest for uh, money. That's right. Monday is going to be twenty dollars that somebody is going to have a chance to win. So make sure that you like, share, comment, subscribe, and all that. Thank you, ASAP Photo. In case y'all didn't hear uh, that part, ASAP Photo, right. at Charles and Fire Tower, um, ASAP for sponsoring our contest. That's it. Y'all rock. Y'all are awesome. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks, Chad. Thank you, Chad, for, for coming and sharing gosh, your story. Bro. I love that room. Gosh, I, I can't thank you enough. I'm taking a mental image of his room right now. Yeah. So. What kind of guitar is that in the background? Uh, one that doesn't get played very often. Oh, <laughs> man, you're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. Yeah. yeah so, I'm well, trying. Good, good. Awesome. We love you guys, Beyond Limits family. Yes. Make sure you follow Chad at 310 to Faith. Follow his journey. And we will see y'all. Have a great weekend. Have a we great will weekend. see y'all on Monday, Monday morning. morning. Yes, sir. At 8 o'clock. We love you guys. Love you guys. Have, have a, a great weekend. weekend. Bye.